hi. This podcast we do just off our own back. We're spending billable hours on it. You know, we could be doing something else, but we like doing the podcast. It's, I mean, it's, it is it is a slightly cheaper version of therapy for both of us. But <laughs> we've, you know, we hear that some people get something out of it. Uh, for example, you got a message today. I did. Um, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just running with it. Just like trying yeah, yeah. something. So I, I got a message from uh, Nick, who I used to work with. He says, oi, oi, hellos. A quick note of thankage for the coronavirus capitalism podcast. I enjoy the semi-structured ramblings muchly. Hope all is good with you. Love and light. And I think there we go. it's just yeah. nice to get it. And yeah. I, which reminds me that I haven't also replied to him and gone, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you need an admin ooh, ooh, product ooh, ooh. <laughs> uh, that I'm working on. Um, okay, so, yeah, like we do it. People seem to like it as well. You know, and there's some music in there. But we're just going to remind you that if you're not subscribed, you can go to grandpodcast.com and subscribe. There's a button there. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash grandpodcast. Or you can support our enterprises. Yes, and so just come and find I've got a new mailing list for if you if you want to get into like happiness tracking and all my organizational things the podcast is an end in itself but also like you know it does take time so if you do want to you know help that would be great Welcome to Michael and Ivanka's Grand Podcast, a weekly podcast where we talk about the coronavirus every week for the foreseeable future. Um, Ivanka's in Croatia and I'm in London. My name's Michael Forrest. And I'm Ivanka Magic. This week we're going to talk about human rights. Human rights. They seem to be used by idiots as some sort of... (laughs) They seem to misunderstand what human rights are when they uh, go and protest and out in front of a big uh, public... in a big public space and go into parks and have big parties in the midst of a pandemic because it's their human right. And we're going to just... We haven't talked about human rights before, so... No, we haven't. We should... um, It's odd, that. I mean, I think we we think about it occasionally anyway. uh, Guns, guns got me thinking about human rights. I was listening to, uh, you know, as as revealed on previous episodes, I've now got back into listening to podcasts. I've carved out my podcast listening time. Mm. Uh, So I'm listening to a bit of Team Human and and guns Mm. came up, which made me think about guns again, Uh, which, you know, so there's all these things, I think, that we, we, we get confused as individuals the difference between what we'd like to do and what is a right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or, or to quote somebody recently, it goes, um, yes, but that's fun. And fun is a childish thing that you, you have to grow out of. Just because something's fun doesn't mean you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, I'll, probably, um, I'll probably jump into the Amnesty International Oof. definition if they've got one. Um, but yeah, like, um, let's, uh, let's go in there, shall we? Yeah, 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 let's do it. How's it going? How's it going? How's your week been? My week has been uh, good, I'd say. I have, as I've said, I've been doing some running, which always makes me feel good. 
Um, I found a new little route, so a nice six. I do like to run in a loop. I don't like a dog right. leg. <laughs> a dog leg. You know, and you go so down, and you turn around, and then you come back. I don't like that. So I've been uh, dog legging recently on uh, my runs. So I'm trying to keep them under control because I know when I'm halfway exactly. If uh, I do a, as you say, dog leg and then come back, my knee's a bit dodgy, so I'm trying to be careful with it. But yeah. Well, I found a new loop. Uh, hmm. which I can do, which is because I run away from the sea up. So it's a lot of uphill and then there's lots hmm. of downhill uphill. So I've got this new sort of 6K-ish loop where it, depending which I can run it clockwise or anti-clockwise, which affects hmm. my uh, my speed because <laughs> I've got a choice of going up the really steep hill slowly or walking down it very gingerly in, a, in the hmm. fear of roof uh, loose stones tripping me up. Yeah. So. Uh, but I'm enjoying that. And I have also been considering uh, how much alcohol I've been consuming during oh, lockdown. Oh dear! So uh, I think so. I, I didn't drink last night for the first time in ages. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm sitting there getting sozzled, but I, you know. Yeah, well, I think it's a bad time for to be a drinker because I'm, I'm I, like we we don't drink at all. Really. No, we haven't. We had we we made some mushroom sauce with some. We did buy a little tiny bottle of white wine for cooking with, and we been cooking with white wine and mushrooms you've had white wine in mushroom sauce <laughs> yes i hopefully the alcohol was boiled off but um i certainly appreciate like not having hangovers during this time because i don't think that would help <laughs> well I, I mean i don't drink to hangover yeah, but i know but there's a, there's a mild like little fuzziness that you sort of get used to i think oh, with regular drinking we'll, we'll see how i get on with that yeah. anyway that's uh, one of my little things i've been thinking about um, but it is fun being a little bit tipsy, so. <laughs> so they say. So drink, drink, do drink memory. responsibly, people. Uh, anyway. Uh, sometimes I miss, sometimes I think I could do with being out of my head a little bit more because it sort of like breaks up the, uh, breaks up the repetition a bit, doesn't it? If you sort of like throw in these spikes, but you know, I've chosen my course. Okay, it's well, fine. There you go. That's been my, uh. In terms of other highlights, lowlights, we had rain for a day <laughs> for the first time since Christmas-ish. We're having the drought version of climate change and um, and we're building the child a uh, treehouse in the garden. That's mm. today's project. So, yes, Ooh. there you go. How well, high I'm, up? Well, that's not very high up. Uh, Is it big? How wide? Uh, I, I just popped out to have a look at progress. Mm. <laughs> it's about... Mm. You know, metre and a half square. So not oh. insignificant because uh, we thought... Is we... it going to be a house house? I don't think... I think it's going to be more of a platform. platform. Yeah. <laughs> we had a we had a tree platform in our tree in the garden back when in, in Radcliffe, um, but it was quite a small platform and it would... Be, I always sort of like... It would have been nice if it was a house, but also there's too many kids up and down there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we thought, because it's quite in the... It's in a lemon tree, so it's... Uh, they're evergreen and they're quite bushy so it'll be a nice shaded is nick sort of woven it into the tree quite well so anyway we mm. thought she could play Good. there uh, she's into climbing at the moment and anyway there you go so yes. how was your week how are you michael I, i've had like a half hours week this week because you know in the in the in the spirit of trying to kind of like keep my um keep the burnout at bay i thought like let's just do a half time week just just cut so i just changed my app that says how long you've got i've got to work on each thing to just divide it by two right and so i've been sort of doing the mornings and then coming home and basically we've been watching we got disney plus trial and 
I have to make a decision in the next few hours if I want to keep it going. But we've just been watching, um, mm. just re-watching all the Marvel films in order. <laughs> so some of them are nice for sleeping through and some of them are, you know, much more fun. But uh, I've definitely slept through a lot of the Thor films and the uh, yeah, a lot of Ant-Man, but like the rest of them, um, <laughs> we've, been, we've been doing that, watching the little things. But I'm just like, is it is it really worth another subscription? Still slightly on the fence. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I think I'm getting a bit tired of... It's, I'm having this weird um, paradox of suddenly the, the pandemic has both made me feel like I have more financial freedom whilst taking away my freedom to actually do anything. I'm, I am starting to get a bit of the cabin fever, I think. Yeah. Um, sort of wishing I could... Wishing I, uh, wish, I'm sort of missing when the supermarket was a fun, reliable place to go. <laughs> At least there's always the supermarket if you go out for a walk and you don't really know what to do. Don't go to a gallery. At least there's always the supermarket. And that's just, it sort of feels like it's been taken away. It's just like, I was just getting a bit bored of it. So, you know, that's all. But on the subject of cabin fever, I've been talking to a couple of other people who've got small children or children who, because ours doesn't really want to leave the premises. Mm. And this is a child who normally would like be, I haven't been anywhere today. Where are we going? We've got to go somewhere. <laughs> and now she's like, we go, should we go for a walk? No. Shall we go on a, no, on a bike ride? No. Shall we go? She just doesn't want to leave the premises. Mm. So I'm trying to work out how much of a, you know, how much of a concern it should be. Is it okay just to let it rumble along whilst it's mm. COVID? I keep calling it COVID and it's COVID. <laughs> <laughs> while it's corona land it's because corona has a r and covid doesn't and it's messing with my head mm. anyway so uh so that's my that's my little um cabin fever related yeah. concern um so but i have a right not to have cabin fever a human right <laughs> well i bumped into the the headmistress of the nursery the other morning and so she sent me the uh email address of the the nursery's child psychologist. So I shall email her and ask for her advices on child, child refusing to leave the premises. All human beings are born free and equal in dignity and rights. They are endowed with reason and conscience and should act towards one another in a spirit of brotherhood. That's Article 1 of the Universal uh, Declaration of Human Rights. Starts out gendered, but let's, uh, <laughs> let's ignore let's that. that. Let's put that to one side. <laughs> everybody is a person. Uh, everybody is entitled without distinction as race, colour, sex, language, religion, political or other opinion, national or social origin, property, birth or other status. It's about discrimination, human rights. A lot yes. of it. Mm. So camping outside a building and having a big party to say that your, right, your human rights are being impeded on when you're just being asked to do the same as everyone else, it's not about human rights, it's about you being selfish. <laughs> mm. It is really... You're, you are, of course, refer, referring to the American people who are protesting at the moment to say, yes. say we don't want to be in lockdown because we have the right to not be in lockdown. Um, and I think this is where things get confusing. I, never, I, I don't know if I've ever told you that the, um, 
about the story of a teacher in a school my mum taught at. It was a language teacher. It's a number of years ago now. A child was using a mobile phone in the lesson and the teacher was a teacher of the French language. So she confiscated the phone and then changed the language of the phone into French yes. before returning it. And I thought that was funny and clever and the right sort of thing for a French teacher to do as a kind of like, ha-ha, you, you know a silly yeah. way of saying don't use your phone in my class and the parents rocked up to school and this is an infringement of my child's human rights to use <laughs> and it's like this this human rights things gets bat- banded about loosely and freely when it's done and in a in a way that somehow it's been sort of taken by one set of p- people and by one set of people i mean the people on the right Mm. As some sort of like softy lefty bullshit mm. that is just actually there to attack them and stop them being free arseholes. to be. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but I like being racist. Stop <laughs> calling us racist. Well, stop being racist. It's about protecting people with less power. It's not about safeguarding your comfort. I mean, yes, there's, I mean, there is, you know, I'm just looking through the charter and it's like people have a right to security, liberty, life, sure. Like, who could argue with that? That's not incompatible with being told you have to stay at home. No. To protect everyone. No, but the, the sort of the right to security, it's like, you know, I mean, I, I, wa- I was walking home one time from a, a, a anti-Brexit march <laughs> and yeah. uh, I, I didn't have any paraphernalia on, but some people near me had EU flags on and uh, yeah. this guy walked past and went, traitors! And it was like a very <laughs> sort of, that is very aggressive, that is very aggressive language and very aggressive mm. posturing. And it's yeah. like... Actually, you're now infringing. You know that's that that right. You're infringing my right to security. I have a right to go and protest in the context of something. I'm not stopping you. I'm not. Um, I'm not stopping you protesting as well. But my protest doesn't involve any aggression. So don't be aggressive. I think that's where some of the confusion comes in. Like if I go about, uh, if I'm protesting for to remain in the it will take the eu because i think it's a good perhaps a little bit more fun than corona (laughs) (laughs) the uh but you know if i'm going and marching through the streets of london shouting you know let's remain in the eu (laughs) i'm not really having a go at you I'm not calling you an idiot. I'm not calling you a traitor. I'm not attacking you as a person. I'm not stopping you protesting. They probably know that you're thinking it, though. (laughs) Maybe that's it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, maybe that is it. But I I think in the context of this, it always boils down to you do have a right to all your opinions and you do have a right to do whatever you want to do as Mm. long as it doesn't affect me it's like people who are um you know like if people who are actively aggressively homophobic or go around Mm. gay bashing it's like if if somebody is gay it doesn't affect me personally in any way shape or form i just sort of searched the the document for free speech. speech And it's like, it's not, I mean, it's like, it's sort of in the intro, some stuff about speech, but what a lot of the sort of aggression of the right gets uh, 
defended on the basis of free speech. But this isn't about being able to say anything you want. It's about protecting the people that um, are discriminated against. And the way that a lot of people are discriminated against is with speech. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the best, yeah, and the best way I've seen this um, seen this set is tolerance is not a an exchange i tolerate you you being off well i tolerate you being a ethnic minority therefore you have to tolerate me being racist at you it's a contract that says we all tolerate each other and if you break the contract contract by being intolerant you lose all your rights you know you yeah, don't yeah, get yeah. to do whatever you want because it's an agreement between us it's not an exchange of I can do something, so therefore you can do something. Yeah, I think there's this 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 insidious thing in society, you know, and that sticks and stones may break my bones thing. Yeah. It's like that's we all got told that as kids. Also, there's so and so said this to me. Well, sticks and stones may break your bones, but yeah. whereas actually that's not true at all. <laughs> it's like yeah. absolute nonsense. Like the sticks and stones and the words can be really harmful and detrimental yeah. and as discriminatory as each other. Um, and I think that's the, the free speech argument is a it is a tricky one. How do you delineate, you know, where do you delineate between what's um, free speech and what's hate speech? Mm. Like, is there a measure? Is there a specific? Um, it's 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 um, I always come back to it. it has to be seen in the context of a power dynamic. You can't discriminate from a position of weakness you can only discriminate from a position of power um yeah. but there was a we watched this this show um evil recently which had a really interesting episode where this um uh rwandan woman like kidnaps this radio dj who was um kind of doing funny stuff about killing and i i and there was this the rwandan genocide yeah. Um, that I didn't really know much about. And I looked it up and it's like, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. Making jokes about killing, about like killing Tootsies and sort of making jokes about it on the radio and fart sound effects and all this kind of stuff. And she was like, you were part of uh, a system that ended up with my, you know, people being massacred and families and, and you were re responsible for that with your speech. But then he, he sort of says, well, I'm a comedian. I... I was punching up. I thought I was punching up because they seemed to have, they were in, they had all the power, they had all the money. They were, and I think probably you can see that even probably like in um, the Nazis and stuff. Like if you, it's, it gets complicated when people feel like they're punching up yeah. and that turns into a genocide. Um, that's really, that's scary because that kind of like, I don't even know how you defend against that, how yeah, you stop yeah, that yeah. from happening. And and these people that are protesting the lockdown, I guess they feel like they're punching up, getting their guns out and marching and going, no, we're going to take back control from you. And we're they're so stupid that they don't realise that all they're doing is hurting themselves and all of the other people around them. They're not doing anything to the people in charge. And actually, not even to get into how stupid the idea of... of like oh, we want to end lockdown because we're whatever it's yeah, our yeah, human yeah. right not to be no it's about all of us and yeah, like yeah. you're acting like it's about someone in power yeah. imposing their will on you it's not it's about doing what's right for everyone to get through this i think it's this thing it's that it's what's right for everyone it that is mm -hmm. the key bit of this coronavirus that is totally different to previous i mean it, it, it's on such a scale 
that you can't reduce it. You can't, you know, like, I mean, there's lots of contagious diseases and you could apply the same rule to vac- anti-vaxxers and what have you. But mm. but it's like the, this is now it is at such a scale that every every person who infects another person is not protecting all of us. You yeah. know, do you know what I mean? Every, every action you take that isn't in the interest of all of us is yeah. against all of us. There's no, like, I mean, I saw this video on Facebook. Merkel, Angela Merkel did a little speech about the difference between, you know, a, an infection rate of one to one or one to 1.1 or one to 1.2. And she just sort yeah. of describes the sort of the how quickly their health service won't cope. Yeah, they can cope with one to one at the moment. That's it. Uh, but then it's it's become so. So you've got this coronavirus that is everyone. So any act you make that's not for everyone is against everyone. But now if you then take it to something that's less likely to affect all of us. So somebody being homophobic doesn't particularly affect me personally mm. because I'm pretty sh- heterosexual as far as I know. <laughs> <laughs> as far as current current data suggests, they. Um, but then. So then how do I how do I act in the interest of all of you know like what makes me behave in the interest of everybody even though I'm not going to get I'm not as susceptible to to homophobic behavior mm-hmm. as I am to the coronavirus and I think yeah. that's a a if we can think of everything as the coronavirus it'd be much better <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's all the sort of human rights um, thing is. It's like saying everyone's a, everyone's a, universally all human beings deserve the same rights. Yeah, not like one thing for one person one thing for another person um we're certainly not getting that because of the various power dynamics in existence the the biggest discriminating factor being where you were born is kind of the thing that has the most impact on how likely you are to be you know enjoy a full raft of human rights yeah but um i've got this theory though um go on about coronavirus oh yeah um but the crappier someone's mask is, the better they are as a person. Because if they've got a crappy mask on, that means they're protecting other people. Whereas if they've got a big, like, uh, you know, full face covering gas mask, that means they're just trying to protect themselves. Is that your theory? <laughs> That's my theory. I mean, I Obviously, my... maybe some of them are nurses and stuff. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, I'm just saying, my crappy corona mask you should see that as me being a good person. <laughs> I um, I was reading so this. Uh, uh, I made I I made myself a mask and put. I've now changed my profile picture on everything for mm. me wearing a mask because um, I was reading some. There's this woman I follow on Twitter who's a Oxford Don doctor person, and she does these nice summaries of. Uh, she said it's not you know it's not a study, but on the balance of discussion amongst us us experts looking at the data we have to date masks yes rather than masks no so I was like all right if you say so you're clever um so and then somebody else this is where now somebody on my in my Facebook world 
just she's very snarky about everything. Mm. I'm very mm. cynical. She doesn't like Greta. She doesn't like, but you know, she's just like just snarky snarks. And I yeah. think she's very unhappy, yeah. really. And I think, and I just don't have the, she's a long way away from me and it's very hard to go. I don't think you're very happy. Do you want to talk to me about it? Um, and I think that, and she did something about it's to do with people's, you know, like, oh, now I can see who's got hygiene problems because they're wearing masks. What? It's like, it's just like, if you want to be the person, a person who gets angry and attacks everything, you're going to get angry and attack everything, regardless of whether there's a pandemic or not. (laughs) Well, to come back to the the steps of the government building in, was it, is it Minnesota? Like, I need to be able to say a little bit more about that video. But to come back to that. I, I did look at them and go, like, you people are so angry and so unhappy. So unhappy. So desperate for something to blame. And I wish you could see that you're pointing the finger some, in the wrong place. And I just, why can't we get through to you and make you realise that uh, it's capitalism! <laughs> it's, it's, it's the thing you love. It's the thing that is killing you. Uh, because you think that you're going to win the lottery and you're not... <laughs> no, no, no. But but if you take it away from me, then I definitely won't win it, Michael. <laughs> I I also think in this context of this this kind of this type of you know demanding of rights, it's like the right to shoot somebody on your property, for example. <laughs> it's like it's like what? Just because I walked on your land. Because property is more important than people. Property is more important than a human life. It's Not even someone taking your property, just someone standing on your property is more important water. than a human life. What is wrong with your yeah. brain? Like, <laughs> we are, I was listening to, so to on the, one of these podcasts I listened to this week was a interview with uh, James Howard Kunstler, The Long mm. Emergency is a book he wrote. And he was speaking about, they were having a team human-ish chat that I was listening, it was all, you know, nicely bimbling along, talking about having what we need rather than what we want and wasting, you know, all the kind of thing. I was like running and nodding <laughs> quite happily. Mm. Da, 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 da. Um, and Rushkoff goes, oh, the, the question that most, most of my friends are emailing me at the moment and asking me is, should I get a gun? Because <laughs> obviously they're in America and it's a very gun-centric world. <sighs> and uh, thankfully... Douglas Rushkoff responded in a way that we would expect him to respond, which was basically laughing about it and talking about having like those wrist, those toys that you used to have when dangerous toys were a bit more permitted, where you had those like wrist rocket things that fired mm. ball bearings and things. So he's just making a laugh about a joke. About it. And then this mm. guy who had seemed really like gentle. Mm-hmm. And talking about the fact that, no, you know, the airline companies should be allowed to fail. They must not be bailed out. Then let's see mm-hmm. what value they actually have to society. And, and why do we need the cruise ship industry? What a, you know, what a, it was all like saying yeah. all these things. I was like, yeah, yeah, right on, man. And then he goes, I've got a license to carry a concealed weapon and I have a number of guns. And yes, I think people like we're going to need guns. And I was like. You're only going to need guns 
if everybody thinks you're going to need guns. I don't know. No, it really is. Why? Why does this sort of pandemic lockdown, these kind of situations, immediately get people to fast forward to this? I'm going to need to fight for tins of food. And I'm going to need to shoot people that are coming onto my property. I think, you know, that's the sort of an element of this human rights malarkey that gets, you know, I have a right to carry a weapon that, that, that really doesn't... I have a right to protect myself. myself. Well, yeah, but like, it's that, that dynamic of, oh, I don't know. Like, if there weren't people with guns to protect yourself from, you wouldn't need a gun. Do you see the logic there? Yeah, I yeah, think we yeah. need more guns to keep... You've seen that Richard Ayoade thing. Yeah. Like we, I think the, solu- the only solution to guns is to have more guns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I was, then I saw this article, uh, put it on my Facebook, because this is, was the first March since 2002 that America hadn't had a school shooting. The first oh, my month, God. The first month, this March, was the first month since 2002 that America hasn't had a school shooting. Since 2002, the first... Since 2002. In 18 the first, years, they've had a school shooting. Every, every single month. month. Which is nothing to do with guns, according to NRA types. It's like this is, you should be ashamed. They should be ashamed of themselves. They should. Like, they I'm, should be yeah. absolutely ashamed of themselves. And I, I don't understand how that part of the American narrative persists. I really, really don't. I, and I, I put, uh, you know, I commented on it. I put it, posted it, and I literally just wrote. F- hell it's my comment because it's like I don't know because I think that's what I actually said when I saw when I saw the article and then somebody I know who is American living in London and he's like he said I grew up with it and I still like you know he grew up with the normality of guns and he still doesn't understand oh he because he commented that uh, I'm sure they're making up for it by having lots of home shootings (laughs) and it's like and they probably are because like put people in a really difficult situation and chuck a weapon in there and someone's going to get shot. There's no, yeah. like, you know, the worst that can happen in my house is that somebody might get some sourdough starters. Love that. Thing. It's got, you know, it's well, like a... It's exactly the same as the nuclear proliferation stuff. It's like if the best thing to do is for no one to have a nuclear weapon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's form an agreement between all of us that the best solution is no one to have a gun yeah, yeah, and go yeah. from there. But America seems to have got confused about that and they, they, they don't want that. No, they don't want that at all. Oh, but I like hunting. Well, you should be a vegetarian, so. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Why should you get to hunt? Why should you? <laughs> yeah, but, you need to make... but, they, but it's kind of a... It's this I like. So one of the quotes that this guy, this Edward Kunstler guy had said mm-hmm. that I quite, I, that made me think. And I was like, mm, I it was this fun thing that I used in the beginning of the podcast where he talked about the fact that, so it, Rushkoff was saying, oh, but you know, the 60s, it was all so decadent. And we just, you know, like, ah, take all the drugs, drink all the drink, you know. And mm-hmm. he was like, but decadence is just fun. And at some point, you have to understand that you can't do things just because they're fun. You have to do them because they're the right thing to do. Or, you know, you can't do some fun things because that fun thing is the wrong thing to do. And that's mm-hmm. and he, this guy was using sort of like as children. Children do fun, do things just because they're fun. But as you grow up, you have to learn that, you know, you have to have responsibility. Blah, blah, blah. So it's like... 
I think that that's another thing is just because you want to do something <laughs> doesn't, doesn't make, make it, it your, your human right. right. <laughs> <laughs> it does not make it your human right. I'm sorry. There are many, many things that you can do just because you want to do them. As mm. long as they don't in any way affect other people's human rights. And I think that's the, you know, like if you take in, in many ways, I've got a very libertarian view to response to drug taking. Sure, you know, whatever you want mm. to do, I don't care. But that if you start thinking about it, the, the actual, that whole journey of the drugs is infringing lots of people's human rights yes. and putting lots of people in danger. And it's like, you know, actually you just doing that little end result isn't as right on and cool as you think it is and it's those you know so it's so there are actually very few things that you can do that are of that are fun fun. (laughs) (laughs) it's like you know you can go and i don't know like the the the, i want to hunt because i like it or i want to do these things it's like have a think about it have a think anything else you like doing yeah else <laughs> it's like so it's the only thing you like doing <laughs> how about making some jam why don't you get rid of the old real guns and just get a really nice high-end modern gaming console and a gamer's chair <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and a pretend yeah. gun and we'll do it in the game like to, and then nobody has to suffer just like you know how we phased out actual coliseum violence and changed it for cinema where they protect make fake but yeah it's not quite as good you know it's not quite as real it's not quite as good as actually seeing someone being dismembered but i think it'll do at the end of the day it's probably a better solution element as well this sort of progress element that comes Mm. into it it's like yeah yeah we did we definitely did used to do that yeah you're right and we enjoyed Mm. that but we don't do it anymore (laughs) because we've learned something we've learned we've learned that's not good Um, we realized that some of those people involved were humans and we realized that actually maybe animals are there's a reason to not you know why don't we do slavery anymore because we know that all humans are humans Slavery was handy for so many things. And a lot of people were like, oh, I used to have a slave for that. (laughs) But they sucked it up in the end, eventually. But those people were fighting. Yeah, it's like people need to grow up. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Fun is fine as long as it doesn't infringe anyone else's human rights. I think then there's this thing, it's like you and I, we've just talked through humans and you've gone to animals, but then you've got the people who bring up the, the fetus as a human right, yeah. the fetus's human rights. Mm. And I think that's, um, that's another area where we need to be very 
clear. The, the, the mother is also the a human, human in that equation. Yes. It's like, <laughs> and yeah, we all know it's very hard and people have to make difficult decisions and often very unpleasant decisions for them, for everyone else. Blah, 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 blah. But there are the really the only human in that context who has a right to make any sort of decision is the human carrying the fetus. It's yeah. like, you know... You, do you want to give your life for this person that's mm. not... Well, that's another thing. It's the person. There was bringing this fact that it's a human and it's so not a human for ages. <laughs> it takes a lot to get a human into any sort of shape. Like, this is, like, even with the body starting... Like, but it's, it's this, it's, there's religious thinking to yeah. it. There's, there's this magical thinking to it, this idea that there's... At the moment of conception, a soul comes into existence in the ether and that is eternal. It's like, no, it has to grow slowly over time. You had to grow. You're not magic. You're just kind of like you've slowly grown into a sort of thing that can interact with other things and survive and stay alive. You're not magic and you did not begin at conception. You slowly developed over a very long time. And that's, you know, that's the, that's the conversation you're really having there. Yeah, I mean, Get over I, yourself. I, um, <laughs> well, I, I don't, I know we've covered this on the podcast with that. There's that argument they use because you can very early on detect a, a, literally a flutter of cells that is the beginning of a, one day will be a heart. Mm. And they've used some of these, um, they've used that sound in court as the voice of the unborn fetus defending itself. Yeah. And it's like, my Have you not noticed that babies can't talk yet? You cretin. (laughs) No. Um. (laughs) I think it's like, it's, it's so not logical in so many ways. You know, last time I was talking about, last episode I was talking about that, that paediatrician talking about 0.03% of children yeah. in the UK, that's 800 kids potentially yeah. could die from coronavirus. Yeah. And and on podcast, I, I don't think I used a good enough visualisation because I was talking about it afterwards. And it's like, it's like this, if it's 800 children in a building, like yeah. you wouldn't imagine doing anything to harm them. And if it's like, if it's a analogy, that, that philosophical story that I bring up all the time, that if you see a child drowning, what do you do? But if you see somebody walking on your property, you would shoot them. Or if you see, like, you know, or if you, you'd, you'd let certain people die, but not, like, I don't, I don't understand how you can claim to have any interest or desire to protect human rights unless it's all the humans. Yeah. I, it, it's fundamentally, it's, it's, it comes back to imagination to some extent. If you can't see directly how your actions are having uh, consequences, maybe not immediately, but in a few days, your protest has meant more people died. Um, but because you're sort of insulated from having to deal with that by the fact that it's sort of microscopic and invisible and you're not going to see it directly yourself, I think it's the people with the least imagination and the people with the worst spelling that are doing this. I don't, I'm don't. i sorry, but, like, you know, they should have stayed in school. Well, this goes back to the, that last episode of the, you know, the, the, where everyone needs health, basic income and education. Yes, then please. a lot of things will get a lot better. 
You should never, there should not be anything standing in the way of someone getting better education. There should never be a barrier there. No. <laughs> so who, no one, no one benefits from people not getting educated. Thanks for listening. We've already said what to do if you like the podcast. So uh, come and join my mailing list at goodtohear.co.uk. What can people do? People can come and talk to me at Ivanka on Twitter or email us hello at grandpodcast.com and tell us what we've got wrong this week. <laughs> tell us what we don't know. Or tell us how much you enjoy listening to us. Yeah, well, tell um, us what might be a good... You can make subject suggestions. I think we're pretty ready for them at this point. <laughs> we're sort of like coming up with them just before the episode at the moment. So um, that's not ideal. Um, no. So if you dropped an email, you could you could spark a seed in both of our brains and have a genuine direct effect on this on this piece of media. Um, so with that said, let's. I think we can just say bye. Yes. See you next week. Bye. 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 bye, bye, bye. bye, bye. bye.